Hey everybody, this is David, a.k.a. Macintosh. And I'm Diana, a.k.a. Mod, and welcome to a special episode of Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What? Semi-regular episode that's going to be from now on. You may have noticed recently that we kind of dropped off the movies that we currently are seeing, like current films and theaters. You and probably thought, hey, we're not watching movies, new movies anymore? What's up with that? Uh, and it really came from, there weren't a lot of movies in August that we saw. There haven't been a lot in September that we've seen, and giving ourselves a little bit more of a buffer to talk about them was just easier on our edit and release schedule. So going into these next few months, we're going to be putting out these semi-regular episodes where we talk about the movies we've seen each month. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with, so this week we've got four to talk about. Over the past five weeks or so is when we've seen them? August and September. Mid-August, I think, was, you know, the last one we talked about. Mm-hmm. First up, a Spike Lee joint. Mm-hmm. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Ron Stallworth, an African-American police officer from Colorado, successfully manages to infiltrate the local Ku Klux Klan with the help of a white surrogate who eventually becomes head of the local branch. This movie's phenomenal. I liked it way more than I thought I would. I knew it would have a strong message. That's very standard Spike Lee film. But I mean, I like we get to this movie, we go into this movie, and it's great, and it's good, and I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's funny, but it's very pointed. And then there's an epilogue where they show the live footage of Charlottesville, and it's just gut wrenching. This reminds me a lot of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. A little bit different in that the narrative of the story is not as politically pointed throughout there are very specific moments where they bring that up i mean one of the most amazing moments for me is the lynching moment when they talk about when they bring in the the older civil rights activist talking about the lynching in his town oh that's one of the most impactful moments of the film for me yeah that was amazing spike does this wonderful thing of peppering it throughout the movie which is something he did all throughout malcolm x and something he really did throughout Do the Right Thing, which I think is his best film of all, because it is a wonderful narrative that then climaxes to this incredible social message, mm-hmm. just like this movie. Even though, as he's gotten older, that message has been refined mm-hmm. and kind of watered down at times. Yeah. This was a full-on fuck you again coming from him and he's at his best when he does that when that's when that's his attitude when he's got that fuel in the tank he's he's wonderful well this is great and it's got a great cast uh john david washington denzel's son Uh, i mean he doesn't even look that much like his dad but he surpasses his dad every time i see him perform in something i was like this guy's awesome he's not a conventional leading actor type like his dad, his dad's incredible, but his dad is also at the same time as being a very incredible actor. He also just does a lot of leading man roles. I think his son is more nuanced and more interesting to watch than Denzel ever has been. No, he's wonderful. And then you have Adam Driver, who again, I love him. That guy is on the fast track to an Oscar and he's doing the perfect thing of he could have gotten typecast from girls. Mm -hmm. Then he took Star Wars, could have gotten typecast from Star Wars, but then he's taking all these incredible movies from incredible directors. He worked with Jarmusch. He's working with Spike Lee. Mm -hmm. He's doing all this other stuff, too. I mean, he did Logan Lucky. Now he's doing this. I mean, he's just great. We've also got Topher Grace. 
playing David fucking Duke. I love Topher Grace. And I, I really do love Topher Grace. It could have so easily turned into comic point, mm-hmm. which at times he is. He's there to be the sad sack racist getting mm-hmm. shit on. But then there are times where he's got to dive into it and yep. fully commit. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing he does. He attacks it with full commitment and it makes it that much more painful to watch, especially when then you have to watch the real David Duke get to continue talking about this and resurfacing a platform yep. that he had all but been disconnected from entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this movie's phenomenal. Go see it. So what, what did we see next? Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. A contemporary romantic comedy based on a global bestseller follows native New Yorker Rachel Chu to Singapore to meet her boyfriend's family. This movie is so freaking fun. It is. It. I had. I had not finished the book, so there's that. But it is funny. It is poignant. It is beautiful, and then it also has some amazing uh, music covers. And we saw this at the Alamo because we see everything at the Alamo. And of course, they have their pre-show. We got to see the history of Asian cinema. This is the first film with the major studio release to have an all Asian cast in 25 years. That's stupid, but I'm so glad they did it. I'm so glad it happened because it's gorgeous. They're definitely going to have to do the sequels because there's there's three books. Everyone in this movie is fun. It, it, it's so fun. I mean, Constance Wu was already a star. She was doing amazing work on Fresh Off the Boat. Right. And Henry Golding is now a legit movie star. He, and he is so handsome. <laughs> so handsome. Oh, say what you want to say. He's hot. He is hot. He, he doesn't get added to my list because who's currently on my list is very longstanding. But I'd consider it. It's not a smart movie per se, mm-hmm. though it has really smart moments. True. But it's not meant to be anything crazy in depth it's 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 a romantic comedy and part of that is a fantasy element yeah and one of the key aspects to the film is that these people are beyond rich beyond rich right like own the whole fucking airline rich (laughs) so that with that comes materialism and that's great and that's fine and that's fun to play with on the movie screen and I'm all in on that. Michelle Yao is, again, phenomenal. Uh, I, I didn't meet her until she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but I loved her, and I've loved her ever since, so I'm really excited to see more of her. And then, of course, we get Aquafina. That, Aqu- girl, that girl is headed straight to being, like, the Asian Melissa McCarthy, because she's hilarious and gorgeous. I want so much more Aquafina. And I'm going to point out one of the people I really liked uh, playing Astrid, the golden sister, uh, mm-hmm. Gemma Chan, is awesome. She's really cool. She is lovely. She is a little plain in this role. Uh, she's the she's the cousin. That's right. She is gorgeous. And she plays her role, which is very difficult, perfectly. And I love her storyline in the film. I love her result. It's wonderful. I love it all. So, like, we will be owning that movie because I will watch that over and over and over again. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally watchable romantic comedy that has... I, I'd, I'd encourage you to go look out and read some of the articles because there's some moments in the film that are incredibly intricately thought out mm-hmm. and that won't make sense to you 
unless you have context. Including um, one that's been that has been talked about a lot is the use of the song "Yellow," mm. which is beautiful and is usually a term used derogatorily. I I love its use in this film. Yeah, it's there's, beautiful. There's all sorts of really interestingly thought out moments like mm-hmm. that, which is what makes this a little bit higher than your regular romantic comedy. Yes. There's a lot of care and thought that got mm-hmm. put into it. That's really what makes romantic comedies good is when you can tell people thought out what they were doing. In the oh, movie. when we walked out, you said that was so much fun. It was. And we haven't had that in forever because we've seen romantic quote unquote comedies, but they haven't been very good. Well, there's and this one was somebody was mentioning recently on something i was listening to were like all comedies now are super tragic and you can't have any jokes and there has to be these damaged people in them mm-hmm. that's a lot of our comedy the last romantic comedy like this that i remember just being i just i'm so happy was forgetting sarah marshall oh yeah that was the last one where i was like i love it it it's, i mean these people are ho- kind of horribly flawed in some ways but that's but what makes it fun but there's so much nuance there and it's much more realistic yeah and this here Despite, you know, all the money. It's very realistic. And I believe these characters when we meet them and the decisions they make are very earned. Yeah. And I love I love it all. I can't wait to watch it again. So next we saw another Henry Golding film, A Simple Favor. A woman seeks to uncover the truth behind the disappearance of her best friend. So this movie's dumb, but I really enjoyed watching it. I don't know how to feel about this movie. First of all, I hate the marketing for this movie. I hate that they didn't play up the comedy that's in it. Well, so much of the comedy is foul. They use the F word a lot in this movie, which I enjoy. But uh, some, and they make a lot of sex jokes. And there's just certain things you can play on commercials. Uh, That's hard. This one is a hard one to market. Paul Feig, who directed this, is clearly trying to make an interesting pivot in another direction. Like he propped up this movie as the the exec producer. Mm-hmm. And what it seems like is he's willing to do these big budget movies, but in a lot of ways he's trying to say, you know, let's take this idea that I've run with, with these big budget comedies with female leads. And now let's pivot into just some interesting stories with female lead characters, which is fine. Okay. But this feels like a really rough transition movie for him. I don't have problems with his directing. I don't have a problem with the actors. My problem is the script. The story is very convoluted. There are too many times where things happen too conveniently to yes. propel the story forward. Yeah, and it is based on a book. I And I don't care. The only thing about this movie that truly surprised me is it almost made me think Blake Lively can, can act. Because she can't. <laughs> yes, she can. She cannot. You don't know that. I, Yes, I, I do. Maybe she's been taking lessons. You don't know. No. <laughs> I do like her being, so she's very well dressed and sexy. And I've seen that, of course, all through Gossip Girl. But I really liked how foul-mouthed she was. Because that's not something I've seen her play on screen before. So that was fun. And at Kendrick, it was kind of fun seeing her being the more reserved one. Because having watched her on interviews and knowing that she's definitely more of a foul-mouthed broad. She's a broad. Yeah. And I love her. Love Anna Kendrick to death. It was really fun to see her be the more restrained one. That was enjoyable. But this movie's not very good, but it is watchable. Then I just really hated it because my expectations were for more of a thriller and not a dark comedy. And I really wish 
I had been put in the right mind frame for it. Mm -hmm. Because if I was ready for a dark comedy, it would have been a lot more entertaining. It's it's perfectly fine when it hits the streamings to just watch it there. It, you don't need to go see it in the theater. And last, just this week, but not, well... No, it's the least. It's, it's the least. White Boy Rick. The story of teenager Richard Wurst Jr., who became an undercover informant for the FBI during the 1980s and was ultimately arrested for drug trafficking and sentenced to life in prison. This movie's crap. It's not crap. It's so long. It's poorly put together. It's really not that long. It just feels long. It's two hours long. Okay. Two hours is a perfectly acceptable time but for But the a way it's piecemealed out is bad. I don't care about any of these characters. None of the performances are good, and I just like I just don't care. Like this movie's stupid. Uh, I thought I thought the main family performances actually were good. The daughter, I really did appreciate those. The daughter is the best performance in the whole movie. She is. I like Rick. I do. There's enough. Some of it is I bought into the Michiganness a lot right away. I thought it was really cool that they were using that accent mm-hmm. because that's not something we see a lot. I did. I was really worried that Matthew McConaughey was going to do his Southern boy shit, and he did not. No, he went full Michigan the he whole did. time. He did, and so I commend him for that. And, you know, he looks like white trash like only uh, Matthew McConaughey can. But, you know, it's northern white trash, not southern white trash. I bought his connection with his son. I and, did. And and enjoyed that. There are elements of the movie that are enjoyable, and it's because of the chemistry and interaction mm-hmm. of the performers. Yeah. That's what really got me interested. The story is, as you put it, totally missing the whole point mm-hmm. of White Boy Rick's actual story. Yeah. The two things that we had to, to touch on were... What were they again? That this 15-year-old kid was pulled into this world by the FBI. Which they do a good job of of pushing on, but they don't make it the main story. No. And then the other issue, which this might be kind of a spoiler alert, is that this guy, because the story is based on a true story, spent 30 years in prison and every... Buddy who was convicted based off of his information given to the FBI, they had more violent crimes, and they all got out of prison after a short period of time. He spent 30 years in jail. Half of the movie should have been what we watched. Mm-hmm. Half The other half of the movie should have been him in prison Yeah, before the par- waiting for the parole board. Or it should have been him going through prison with flashbacks to how he got there. Anything. And then figuring out how long he has been there. We needed to extend this whole scope of the story to actually talk about the, the full thing of him having to watch all of these people get out. Yeah, because the point is, the point that this movie is trying to make is that he is a nonviolent offender who spent 30 years in jail and got out. And oh, wait, he's back in jail on a different charge in a different state. Yeah. So this man is still in jail. So that's the point I feel like this movie's trying to make, and it's a good one, but that message is two minutes of the film. Yeah. When it should have been the framework for the entire film. It, it boils down to they, the writers and the director missed the point. Mm-hmm. What's nice are some of the performance mm-hmm. moments, especially... I mean, look, I'm a sucker for a drug story. Anytime somebody's having a quick cold turkey, if you do that well, it can be really compelling. True. And McConaughey, while he is playing to type mm-hmm. a lot of this movie, 
there's also some real dad heartbreak no, you're seeing I, in him. No, that, he's fine. That to be fair, though, to him, we really haven't seen that from him. We have seen him be connected to people, but the dad role has not been something that he's played up a lot. Fair. I was worried he was going to yuck it up a lot. I which, did too. Which he tends to do. Um, so I was a little nervous, but he was fine. But this this movie's garbage. Yeah, the movie's not good. With as many movies as we see, some of them are going to be turds. Yep. This one's a turd. Especially for the level it was definitely aspiring to. Um, It's probably going to be on my in my top five worst movies I've seen this year. Ooh, rough. Yeah. I'll have to wait and see until we get the whole list. Yeah, well, that's several months away. We have a lot to see in November, December. Well, like, I mean. a ton. Because this officially kicks off early Oscar bait season, and it's coming hard this year. Yeah, lots of biopics, you know, with the addition of the popular movie, you know, superheroes are going to be in play this year, which is cool. I'm, I'm, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but there's just a lot. There's a lot coming. And then there's, you know, just other interesting things. Jonah Hill's mid-90s, which looks like a rehash of Larry Craig's kids, but maybe it'll be something a little different. I mean, Lucas Hedges is having a hell of a time. My God, that kid. That, I mean, he's, he is... He is on a fast track as well. Yeah. I don't see him being nominated for anything. Maybe Golden Globe, not not Oscar. We have to wait and see. We don't but, we don't know yet. But he's on that track. And then throwing all the throwing a monkey wrench into all this is Luca Guadagino doing Suspiria, which is gonna be a big budget, creepy ass horror movie in the middle of Oscar season. I mean, we're we're heading into October, so it's spooky time. Ooh. It's spoopies. But uh it just psychological creepy horror stuff is mm-hmm. is making a comeback and to get a director like that mm-hmm. to do a a remake of a an italian giallo classic is going to be really interesting i've seen the trailer and i'm just not that into it that's just not my type of movie especially like horror film and it is right up my alley i, I know it is but you know what we're doing horror films in october so maybe that'll prime me enough that you might coerce me into going to that i mean maybe you might we can just go see halloween well, yeah, we have to see that. Oh, it looks fucking creepy and awesome. Yeah, in the best way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about it. So with that recap, you can look forward to, what do you think, mid-October or right around Halloween time? It's probably going to be around Halloween time because I want to wait until after we've seen the new Halloween. Oh, that's a good point. comes out towards the end of the month. So you'll get more of our current movie reviews at the end of October. But in the meantime, if you need more of us, we've got a Patreon. Yeah. Um, at the $2 and up level, you get all of our exclusive Patreon content, which includes a review of Apocalypse Now, Josie and the Pussycats, Love, Simon. What's that other one we did? My Little Pony Equestria Girls. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, and also coming in October, we're going to have our Riverdale drive through, which is going to be our quick instant uh, reactions to the new episodes week by week and it's also going to have our coverage of the chilling adventures of sabrina that is all going to be on patreon but you have to be a patreon subscriber that'll be at the two dollar level you can get stickers and get- shout outs and all sorts of fun stuff if you go higher and even if you can only get at the one dollar level i am personally promising you a haiku written on the subject of your choice from me Please sign up just so David will stop talking about haikus. Yeah. Please. Please. Just, yeah. <laughs> he wants an excuse. Please go. Please satisfy that need for David. And more importantly, up this next month, horror movies. Horror movies. 
horror movies. Mm -hmm. And also, if you haven't checked out a new podcast that we are a part of, we are members of the Kids on Bikes podcast. That is a tabletop actual play RPG podcast. Yep. About Uh, kids who ride on bikes. Yes. It's very much in the vein of Stranger Things, E.T., it's got some spooky elements, and that is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, all all the things. Except Spotify, because... Spotify's dumb. Damn Spotify. Yeah, so if you just can't get enough of us, you can find us in other places. And until next time... Bye, everybody! Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.